Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tuesday, July 5th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, coming to you from Detroit, Michigan, where the Cleveland Guardians were swept on a July 4th doubleheader by the Detroit Tigers, uh, losing the first game 4-1 to and dropping the second game 5-3. to uh, In the first game, Zach Plesak on the mound uh, gave up two in the first inning on a Miguel Cabrera uh, base hit, two-run base hit, and... Then settled in, really sort of pitched well, uh, gave him six strong innings, but the Guardians were unable to muster any offense beyond a Josh Naylor solo home run. Uh, Naylor uh, eventually left the game with back spasms, but uh, was available to pinch hit in the second game of the doubleheader. So uh, we will wait to see on Tuesday how Naylor reports to the clubhouse and uh, to see if there's a, a possibility of a stint on the injury list there. But a uh, good sign that Naylor was available to pinch hit uh, late in the game on uh, the, the second end of the doubleheader there. Uh, curious play in that first game, uh, Miles Straw, uh, on uh, after reaching base at first, he stole second base, uh, got kind of decoyed by Javi Baez uh, on, uh, when he stole second did not slide as he went into the base. Uh, and then on Stephen Kwan's base hit to left field with two outs, uh, Straw rounded third. Uh, Mike Sarbaugh, the third base coach, sent him. And Straw arrived uh, about the same time as the throw from left fielder Robbie Grossman. Uh, the throw was offline, but Tucker Barnhart was able to uh, make the stop and dive back towards Straw, who did not slide into home plate. And he was tagged on the hip uh, for the out. Uh, what would have been the game-tying run at the time instead ended the inning. Uh, so Terry Francona said he wasn't 100% sure that if Straw had slid, that he would have had the angle to make it into home and not get tagged out by Barnhart. But the, uh, the, the play was challenged by the Tigers. Uh, he was originally ruled safe, challenged by the Tigers, and it comes out uh, in, in Detroit's favor. The run was erased, and Cleveland went on to not score uh, again in the game. Uh, just a, a, a real struggle against Detroit rookie Garrett Hill. Uh, Hill was had just enough of his fastball, according to Francona, to 
get the ball, you know, past the barrels of the the Guardians hitters. Uh, but the real story here, Plesac, again, turning in another uh, strong performance, his seventh consecutive quality start, uh, and very little to show for it because the offense just couldn't uh, catch up for him. Uh, let's hear from Zach Plesac uh, following his outing on uh, Tuesday afternoon. Tough to get things going, two guys on, first two guys up. Just how do you get things settled in and start off? Yeah, just... Um... First batter just was missing off, kind of pulling, I think, a little bit, trying to hit the corner. Um, you know, then Miggy comes up and chops him up the middle. Settled in after that. Um, just getting a good good start off the bat is, is key. You know, I think um, can do a better job of that next time. For you, you've been the, the hard luck pitcher for this team when it comes to scores and getting runs. Just how have you been able to stay within yourself to do your job? Yeah, um, you know, it's just going out there and break by break. You know, I've been living by that. That phrase, you know, the past month and a half, just continue to get better every day, look to ways to help keep us in games, you know, look to go out there and do my job, make pitches, um, get ahead and get us back in the dugout as quick as we can. So, um, you know, that's really my job, and um, we're going to keep doing that. As you guys battle through this schedule, what are you guys doing to try to keep the energy up as best you can? Yeah, this is like a middle 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 way of the season right now. It's definitely a time where we got to stay up. Um, we just got to keep the energy around here, you know, on days like this, double headers, after playing a a lot of games in a row, another doubleheader a few days ago. This is a key moment here in between these games. This is when the energy has to stay up and we got to go and bring the energy to this next second game and get a W. Zach, you've had a pretty consistent start. You've had, what, six, seven, eight starts. What do you contribute, attribute that to? Is that just learning your game as you go? Is that facing adversity and bouncing back? Like, what's, what's yeah, um, I mean, it's all the confidence, the work to put in, um, just the adjustments that have had to be made. You know, I think we got off to a great start. Um, then it was like a week and a half, two weeks where things were kind of south. Um, just didn't have the command we wanted, and then we locked back in, and it's been great. I mean, for the most part, this whole season, everything's felt good. You know, I think it's just the time to go out there and continue to try to find ways to get better and capitalize in moments of the game. Your pitch count was pretty high after the fourth. How long for you to have that five-pitch fifth inning to know that you're going to get the ball going back out for the sixth? And yeah, those are huge. Uh, when you can get those quick outs after throwing a lot of pitches in the first few innings um, definitely got me feeling good and good rhythm that next inning came out pump strikes um, you can always take those when you get them following the game the Guardians sent Gabriel Arias down to AAA Columbus and expect uh, maybe another move on the bullpen side of things prior to Tuesday's game uh, and it also depends again on, on Naylor's condition uh, with the back spasms if depending on how he reports to the clubhouse again. So uh, that's where we are with the Guardians dropping two games in that doubleheader. The the nightcap, uh, they went on to lose 5-3. Uh, to three. Uh, Alex Fiedo, uh didn't last past the fourth inning after uh, the Guardians scored three times. Uh, Framil Reyes with an RBI double uh, after Ahmed Rosario and Jose Ramirez were aboard. And uh, Owen Miller comes through with an RBI single, a sacrifice fly by uh, Andres Jimenez. And uh, the Guardians looked in good shape at 3-1. to one. Uh, But then the circus arrived, and um, Connor Pilkington, who was up from AAA to start the game, uh, leading off the bottom of the fourth inning, Eric Haas sent a infield pop uh, in between first and the mound, and uh, Pilkington and Sandy Leone had some communication issues uh, colliding with each other. The ball popped out of Pilkington's glove, and while they sort of looked at each other, 
the, the ball stayed behind home plate, and Haas made his way all the way to second. Uh, it led to Haas scoring on an infield uh, ground out and a couple more runs on balls that really just didn't even get out of, uh, you know, didn't go 90 feet. Uh, Terry Francona said after the game, you know, they, they harped on the players during uh, the spring training time that if a, if a major league hitter doesn't hit a ball more than 90 feet or puts a ball in play not more than 90 feet, that they've got to get outs. And they gave up uh, a couple of balls at the bag, including one uh, hit to Owen Miller where Pilkington didn't get to the bag in time, got his foot down on a play that uh, was challenged and the, the runner was, was ruled safe. Uh, on that, it set up uh, another uh, base hit by Jonathan Scope. Uh, Scope went six for seven on the day with a couple of RBIs, uh, just uh, scored a bunch of runs. And Terry Francona said, you know, that's a guy who he's seen get hot in the past uh, and it causes real problems for the Guardians. So where does that leave us after uh, a, a two-game doubleheader sweep? The, the Guardians now uh, two and five against the Tigers on the season in, in seven games. Uh, and this is a Tigers team that, you know, doesn't necessarily hit you with a lot of pitching. Uh, they, they've got a, a, a lineup that's, you know, that can be pitched to. You can, you can pitch to a guy like a Javier Baez. Uh, but Miguel Cabrera, again, comes through, uh, makes a difference in the first game. Uh, and then, uh, again, the Guardians had one three-run inning, and then that was it uh, for the ballgame. So, uh, they they suffered from what is pretty obviously a lack of energy playing their third doubleheader in seven days, uh, coming off an emotionally draining uh, win on Sunday against the Yankees. Uh, the team was was flat. It had a, a lack of energy. Uh, you could see there was a time when Andres Jimenez dove for a ball at second base and just sat in the outfield because he was exhausted. And he, he really was just gathering himself, uh, you know, and it's not, it's not a knock on him. Uh, you're, you're talking about a guy who's played in, you know, five games in a little over 48 hours. It's, it's tough, and, and, and you have sympathy for them, but you also realize that you, they, they've got to grind and they've got to be out there. And, and we talked to uh, catcher Luke Maley about that uh, after uh, Monday's second game, and this is what, what Luke had to say. Just the stretch, you know, two doubleheaders plus that taxing Yankee game yesterday. Just, you know, where's the, what's the energy level of this team right now, and, and how do you get it back up to where it needs to be for tomorrow? I actually think it's pretty good. I mean, you know, it, it didn't show today. We certainly had some miscues and some stuff that um, you would like to think wouldn't happen if we weren't on such a grinding stretch. So, But, you know, it's not really... We're not really in a position to think about it or worry about it. We're just trying to show up and do the best we can. Um, I'm sure the schedule is um, not a huge advantage to us right now, but uh, every team kind of goes through this at some point. We're just going to have to find a way to do it. Three doubleheaders in seven days is pretty sick, though. Is there anything in the back of your head that's like, okay, thank God we got through that, and now we can just play normal for a little bit? When we get through it, I'm sure there will be a little bit of that, but you know, I, I'll be honest, I haven't thought about it too much. Um, I think you kind of do yourself a disservice to think about it. So it is tough. The guys are grinding, but um, we're still in a good position, and I fully expect us to come out tomorrow and, and, and play well. It's it's shown on you know the, the bullpen. Obviously, there's a there's a, a churn and a, a, a rotation through. They're they're trying to get fresh guys in. 
but you know today it showed up for the first time in like the position players like I saw Andres dive for a ball and just and just sort of sit there for an extended time. You know how do you, how do you pick your teammates up in, in that situation? Same way you always do. Um, you know I think you got to hold each other accountable, which we all do. We do a great job of that, especially for having such a young team. Um, the young guys are a huge plus for us. They play with a spark. They play with a lot of energy. And uh, I think I mentioned before, it is ref- it's refreshing to be around. So they help a lot. Our pitching's been pretty good. Um, if we can continue to pound the strike zone and do the little things, it's it's going to be fun. Before Monday's games, the Guardians welcome back Oscar Mercado, who was claimed on waivers from Philadelphia. After Philadelphia had claimed Oscar on waivers uh, from Cleveland, he uh, played in the second game, had a base hit in the second game of the doubleheader, uh, while Oscar Gonzalez recovers from his strained abdominal. Uh, it gives Mercado a chance to reunite with his club, and uh, this is what Mercado had to say prior to Monday's doubleheader. What did they tell you the, the expectations are right now for you coming back in here? Nothing, just go and try to help the team win. Um, you know, I left for a little bit, but... I still kept up with the guys and everything that that they're doing, and um, yeah, my job here is just to to come in and just kind of do whatever I can in whatever capacity they need me to try and help this team keep winning games. Did you learn anything about yourself with the time away, or was it just too short? It was it was an interesting experience. You know, these past these last two weeks, it's been kind of like a back and forth and limbo kind of thing but you know if anything it makes it makes your you appreciate everything and the process and all of that much more so watching a couple of the games that they've had over the last couple weeks the, the two walkouts back to back and all that uh, just you know knowing the energy that they, they have in this clubhouse was it exciting for you to have the opportunity to come back yeah 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 you know I miss the guys I, so many good relationships here and um, just being able to be back in this culture, is, I'm really excited about it. Finally, I had a chance to catch up with Eli Morgan uh, coming off of Sunday's outing against the Yankees where he went a scoreless eighth inning and set up Emmanuel Class A uh, following Tristan McKenzie's brilliant seven innings. Uh, Morgan did not pitch in the doubleheader on Monday, but he said that you know this is uh, the beginning of a big stretch for the Guardians. Uh, all division opponents basically leading up until the um, All Star break, and it's a chance for uh, Cleveland not only to you know make up ground on uh, Minnesota, but but also put some distance between themselves and the the Tigers and the White Sox and the Royals, uh, who they will be uh, seeing uh, several more times before the end of the season. Uh, so this is what Eli Morgan had to say about uh, you know seeing players and seeing batters multiple times in a series, and how he prepares and how he goes about uh, you know getting ready to face uh, an opponent when uh, when you know you're going to see them multiple times in maybe the space of a week. So this sort of kicks off like a stretch of like 15 games against the division. These are guys that you've seen already this season. You're going to see them again for you for preparing uh, each game to game what's what's that mean in terms of you know these guys are going to be maybe hunting a certain pitch or, or, or whatever for you uh what do you what do you do to, to sort of counteract that i mean we have scouting reports on them so we'll, we just use it and uh try to come up with a good game plan um yeah it changes a little bit every time you've seen a guy but you know as a 
smaller outing, like the most I might see him is like two or three times for this whole series. You know, maybe someone I see more than that, but it, it doesn't change too much. Like they, they see you once or twice, but you still gotta go up there and use your strengths and use their scouting report against them. As far as this stretch before the All-Star game, uh, playing in the division all these games, do you guys look at it as a, an opportunity here to, to sort of not just establish establish where you are in the division, but to, to sort of make ground and, and sort of maybe get some separation? Yeah, absolutely. We can solidify our top spot. We can gain some ground over the rest of them. Um, you know, we've had a, a lot of tough games, and these will be just as tough. You know, they're in division, so they're maybe even more important than the games we just played, and it's good to go into break on a good note. Coming off of yesterday, is, has the uh, has the heart slowed down a little bit uh, after that? I, I mean, eighth inning, you know, protecting a, a two-run lead against the Yankees, that's, it's got to be uh, exciting. Yeah, very exciting. We had a great crowd there. Um, it's good to take one from those dudes, you know. Doubleheaders are tough. It's, you know, we had that momentum early in that first game, and then they instantly reply. I mean, it's just a really good ball club, so... Obviously, we want to win a series, but doubleheaders are tough, so we'll, we'll take one. It's, it's good. I mean, the one hit sticks, pitches butt off, and you know, a little scary of a ninth, but you can say nails as always. So. Uh, uh, yeah, that was impressive. To, yeah. You know, to have to get five outs against them is right. really impressive. Yeah. Um, for, for you, uh, you mentioned the doubleheaders. Do you prefer pitching the first game or the second game of the doubleheader? Or is there no preference? or? I think there's a preference. I'm trying to think which ones I've, I think I pitched first the last couple times. No preference. Doesn't matter. So that brings us to Tuesday and our matchup Tuesday night, 7-10 between Cal Quantrill for the Guardians and Drew Hutchinson. Uh, that'll be the pitching matchup for the game. Uh, the Guardians looking to uh, break a two-game losing streak get back on the uh, the plus side, and, and, and really get a good feeling uh, against this Tigers club uh, that's really sort of had their number early in the season. And, uh, you know, at least in the first half, they're, they're going to play each other 12 more times. Uh, there's plenty of opportunity to, to get things right against Detroit. But uh, this is a team that if the Guardians are expecting to, uh, you know, challenge for the playoffs or, or even contend for a wild card spot, uh, the Detroits and the Kansas Cities are the two teams uh, in the division that they can't mess around with. Um, and, and, you know, I think five, five wins already for Detroit was more than a lot of people maybe would have predicted uh, the, the Tigers be able to get against the Guardians. Uh, Cal Quantrill definitely gives them a, a good chance tonight against Hutchinson, who's 0-4 with an ERA uh, north of four uh, per game. So... Uh, it'll be something to watch uh, there. How the um, how the Guardians uh, attack Hutchinson early and, and try to get into that bullpen, which you know Detroit's bullpen should be uh, just as tired as Cleveland's. Uh, again, Eli Morgan and Emmanuel Classe are the only two that didn't pitch in uh, Monday's doubleheader. I expect Cleveland to probably make a, a couple of moves, uh, at least one in the bullpen to bring a fresh arm up. And, uh, you know, there's a possibility that position players may be moving. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of subtext subscribers, uh, you know, getting into the idea of uh, maybe demoting Miles Straw to let him work on some things in AAA. But uh, I really don't think, uh, you know, that, that that's 
in the in the cards uh, as yet. I think they're going to give Straw a lot of opportunity to try and get himself right. They've seen what he can do when he's hot uh, earlier in the season, and uh, they're going to let him do that. Especially, you know, he signed the contract that basically you know bought out his arbitration years and gave them cost certainty on him. Doesn't necessarily guarantee that they can't, uh, you know, trade him or uh, you know send him down, but you know there's a there's a level of, of comfortability when you do that. So. You know, who knows if, if I, I really doubt that that has a lot to do with his his slump. Um, uh, but we'll we'll see. I'm, I'm going to get into the get into the weeds there with uh, Chris Valeka and uh, some of the other uh, coaches to see what uh, what their opinions of Miles Straw are uh, at this point, And we'll be bringing that to you uh, later on this week. That's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll be back at it on Thursday with more uh, from Detroit, and we'll uh, talk to you then.